0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Good morning. Happy Monday. I know it's a Monday, but we can get through it together. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is, as always, Jake Foster. Uh, And if this show is not enough hockey for you, then don't worry, because we have Locked On NHL locked and ready to go. It is our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. You can generally find some pretty, pretty fun stuff. I know Monday is an uh, interview show, so Sarah Abampato of Locked on Kings will be checking in with two or three hosts around the league about bigger stories in today's happening. Uh, but today, for us here at Locked on Blue Jackets, we are finishing up a conversation that we had with... Rachel and Danielle of Locked On Flyers, about Seth Jones to the Flyers. Um, we threw some trade proposals around. We talked a little bit about what we wouldn't want back in return for Seth Jones and if the Flyers could make something like that work. Uh, so I will get
2: right into
0: it. That is a lot of money. <laughs> it's so much money. <laughs> and it's likely what Dougie
2: Hamilton's going to get, is is yes. my my argument, is I think... The, the thing is you could wait for Dougie Hamilton and pay, you know, $10 million to not have to trade a sizable piece away or you could just trade that piece and get Seth Jones for eight, eight and a half.
3: And that's what's so frustrating, I think, is that it feels like the right amount of money to pay for Dougie Hamilton and it doesn't feel like the right amount of money to pay for Seth Jones and yet, here we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is
2: this is how the sport works. Like this is how free agency works as well. You know, people um, people go to free agency and they get these huge, huge contracts. So that's that's the other thing as well. Is I think if you sign Seth, you will you will sign Seth Jones for less than you will pay um, for Dougie Hamilton, which is probably fair because I think Dougie Hamilton is a better defenseman, but. I guess it, you know, do you think he is $1.5 million better than, than Seth Jones, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Hmm. So if this uh, trade, like if the Flyers trade for Seth Jones, uh, looking at it from a Columbus perspective, uh, what does Columbus need? Like what are you guys looking to, to get as a return for Jones? And oh, what is an ideal return for um, you?
2: Um, so it's it's a tough question because we kind of are in desperate need of two, uh, in two areas at the minute. Um, so we knew going into the offseason that we needed a center from somewhere um, because our centers this season just didn't cut it. You know, our number one center went to Winnipeg. Um our second line center ended up on the the wing for most of the season, our third line center retired, and our fourth line center went to Toronto so at the minute, our center position is really kind of it's really thin and we don't really have anything in the in the pipeline um so that's that's an area of real need um and then obviously with Seth Jones going, our defenseman is our defenseman uh just i think it's Zakwarensky, vladislav Gabrikov. Um, who are both, who are two very good, very young defensemen. Um, and then kind of third on the, the depth chart right now is, uh, our, well, your good friend, uh, Michael Delzotto, noted, noted, uh, former Philadelphia Flyer. And that's kind of our, those are our top three defensemen at the minute. So what, what, what do you do with that? You know, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. To, so we need, we need centers and we need defensemen is the, is the kind of the, the short answer there. And so it really depends. Like I could go either way on a Seth Jones trade, um, if he's traded before the draft, if he's traded after the draft, then I think that will kind of influence what we do. So if we draft a center, uh, fifth overall, I think we'll probably try and get a defenseman for Seth Jones. If we end up with a defenseman, I think we'll try and get a center, but pre-draft, I think it really depends on the best, um, best player we can get on on either position but right now I think and whether this is realistic or not like he probably shouldn't be worth this much but my understanding is that it's looking like a first and a second um and uh some kind a high tier prospect if not a NHL ready player
1: Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Rachel and Danielle about Seth Jones, but first I've got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And guess what? There is a limited time flavour available this week only from July 6th to July 9th. You can get Grasshopper cookie flavoured Bilt Bar. This is a Built Bar version of the classic Thin Mint cookie, uh, all of the flavour without that sugar. It's got 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. If you don't like that, there are other flavors. They've got like 9 regular flavors for everyone to enjoy, and there is something for everyone. But personally, I think I would go for the grasshopper cookie. It's only here for a week. I love mint chocolate, and grasshopper cookies are... Grasshopper cookies are pretty great, so I can only imagine that the built Bar version is even better. Go to BuiltBar.com today, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com.
3: So, have you looked at the Flyers roster or prospects and be like, yes, if we're trading Seth Jones, I would like that guy and that guy and that guy? Um, I had a look. I had like... um.
2: I'm trying to manifest Travis connecting to the Blue Jackets just cuz I think it'll be funny. Um but who was I looking at? Well, I opened the Blue Jackets cap friendly page which is not what I wanted. Um yeah, I'm not like I say I'm not super up on defensemen beyond the um Provorov is, you know, really good. Um I feel like the last time I paid attention, Ghost Bear was was really good and it's my understanding that he's kind of dipped a little bit uh, over the past season or so. Um But yeah, in terms of um in terms of forwards I don't know, I think I I would be inclined to maybe take like a first and a second, and then maybe, you know, like, um, uh, Nolan Patrick, who is still really just kind of working his way back from injury, but, you know, the guy's a former second overall. Um, maybe it's, you know, he needs a, a change of scenery, a new team. Maybe he is still, I mean, I think it's probably pretty assumed that he's still not 100% from the migraine disorder that, you know, kept him out most of season before last so um and i think we could get patrick resigned for pretty cheap as well because again you know he's had some health issues he's not been super offensively um rewarded the past season so i would i would be okay with with something something along those lines of maybe a first and a second and uh Nolan patrick and then maybe a baby defenseman as well would probably be my starting point
0: um and then probably we would haggle from there interesting that's that's really interesting uh good insight because we've seen some uh posted uh trade um uh, ideas online and they were they were a little outrageous so i i saw that's more. definitely better than what we saw what i I saw
2: um i mean I take everything that the hockey hound says with like a grain of salt because. They always seem to have sources close to every single team. Um, <laughs> but what they were saying something like Travis Konechny and Kevin Hayes and Morgan Frost, which, I mean, I personally am super here for, um, but I don't know Sounds how a little the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> yeah, we're for it,
3: you know? <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. That felt a little, little steep. Just a little bit, I'd say. I mean, I... And I would start with Robert Hagen a third, but that's just me. I don't know how that would feel from a blue jacket perspective. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probably the, the and again, because like it's it's there's
2: what is this player actually worth and then mm-hmm. there is what is this player worth to a GM? And I feel like those are Very two good. different two different questions based on I mean, look at look at this this past trade deadline, you know, Tail Hall went for what, Anders Bjork at a second? Nick Lena went for a first round pick like it's the, i tr- I don't try to pretend that I have any idea what gms value in terms of their players um but looking looking at it from kind of that point of view, I think I don't necessarily think that Seth Jones is worth a first and a second and a center and a defensive prospect, but that feels like that feels like something that the GMs would probably consider to be pretty fair.
3: One thing that I did see in a couple of places which intrigued me that if there's going to be four pieces, whether it's like two players and two high picks, you know, some combination thereof, that perhaps Columbus would send over a second player in addition to Seth Jones. And one of those was intriguing to me because it was Corpus Allo and the Flyers do need a backup goaltender. So how would you feel about that scenario? Um, I mean, you can have, yeah, you
0: can
2: have Jonas Korpisalo in a trade. Um, people keep trying to trade Elvis Moslikens to Buffalo, and I will fly to Columbus and egg Yarmulke Islands' house if that happens. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. And we are kind of in a really good position at the minute and that we have two really good young-ish goalies. I think they're both, again, 26, I want to say. Um... So yeah, and it's it's. I think if we can, if we include a piece like Corpusalo, I think it'll probably drive the quality of the players or the picks we get up again. Because to me, Corpusalo is not necessarily um, like a, a throw-in piece. Um, you know, like when we when we did the Dubois trade, we kind of got Jack Rosslick thrown in for for nothing. Um, but I think Corpusalo is a higher caliber player than that. Um, but like on a, on an emotional level, uh, I really like Jonas Corpus I think he's like sneaky, really funny. And also Philadelphia has kind of, it's, um, it's always been, I always joke about it being like where goaltenders go to die. And then you guys got Carter Hart and he seemed like he was going to be really good. And I was like, oh, maybe the curse is broken. And then now I'm like, maybe the curse is not broken. So as long as you guys don't break him, I guess you can have Corpusalo. <laughs> Look, we (laughs) try. Can we put a minute? I've got the end
1: of my conversation with Rachel and Danielle. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. So, before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the bench anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the Stanley Cup. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, or one word, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: All right, so coming full circle, I think we started with the... Uh, new division. We're finishing with the Metro Division because you, Rachel and I talk about the Metro Division all the time and we'd love to get your perspective as I believe Columbus will come back into the Metro Division next, uh, season. So the division continues to sh- house strong playoff contenders. Uh, what do you, like, give me your list of, like, who in the division do you think is the strongest at the moment? Um, I mean, it's always so weird because I feel like every
2: year the Metro is just this absolute just thunderdome It's just a, a a mass murder every every time you go in there um but i always I feel like from season to season it varies on who these murdering teams are um so I mean obviously New York Islanders just went to the conference finals. It would be silly to assume that they're going to be bad next season, but hey what if what if they are um Pittsburgh will probably be good, because Pittsburgh is always friggin' good. Um, the same with Washington. Um, but beyond that, I think this might be the first time, probably in a few years, that the wild card spot, or the, both wildcard spots, will go to the Atlantic Division. Because I feel like the Atlantic
0: Division is, is really kind of up and up at the minute. That's interesting. Oh, okay. I could I could see that. However, I just I don't know with like the Canes and the Rangers, I I could still see a way that um uh, and if if the Flyers get their act together, I could see a way where the Metro takes um the additional uh playoff spots, but the Atlantic is good and the Flyers aren't consistent, so I could also see a way they uh, them missing the playoffs. Yeah, it's the way the
2: way I always kind of look at it is with the I always feel like the Blue Jackets when I expect them to be good, they're not, and then when I expect them to be bad, they are. Um, so like last season, I was expecting functionally nothing from them. You know, it was our first season without Bobrovsky. We had these two young, mostly untested netminders. Um, we just lost our like the most prolific offensive player that we'd ever had, and we'd kind of wobbled our way into the season and I was like oh okay we're gonna suck this year it's fine I can deal with it emotionally um I'd prepped for that and then we turned out to be you know half decent and then this season I was like oh maybe we'll be good this season and then we turned out to be just friggin awful um so it's really hard to kind of guess again the Blue Jackets could very easily turn around and be good next season depending on you know what we do with Patrick Liney, what we do with Seth Jones if we manage to people keep making noise about us shipping Max off somewhere um do the goaltenders kind of pick up from where they left off last, uh, last season, season before? It's Columbus is a is a weird team that seems to enjoy uh, making me look silly. So every time I make a prediction about them, they tend to do the opposite. Um, so yeah, I could very easily see see a Metro Division where it is just an absolute slaughterhouse, um, with the exception of like the Devils, because um, I feel like the Devils are Probably still a couple of years off um, if they ever make it there, because I feel like the Devils are one of those teams that are like, oh, we're going to be good next season, we swear, and then they are not. Um, so, yeah, it could very well turn into a just an absolute bloodbath for those fourth and fifth playoff spots. Uh, and it could very easily be the Metro, but I would not be surprised
0: if uh, the Atlantic is the more competitive Eastern division next season.
3: Yeah, this past season threw everything into such turmoil that, like, pretty much I think anything could happen next year. And there's so much that's going to change between now and training camp in terms of rosters. I think there's going to be a lot of player movement and the draft is who knows what, I think, given, you know, the circumstances of evaluation this year. So I'm very intrigued to see what everybody's roster looks like. (laughs) Heading yeah. into the season, and
2: Seattle's taking one of my children as well. So you know it's it's so hard to predict what next.
1: the How dare is. they! <laughs> I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow I will be sitting down with Harrison Lee of Locked On Jets to look at the Dubois a trade, how Dubois' season went in Winnipeg, and a uh, some bold predictions on who won that trade after the first full season. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob, J-A-K-O-B, Foster, F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.